Stop all the clocks. Cut off the telephone. By W. H. Auden. Stop all the clocks. Cut off the telephone. Prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone. Silence the pianos and with muffled drum. Bring out the coffin. Let the mourners come. Let aeroplanes circle, moaning overhead. Scribbling on the sky the message, he is dead. Put great bows around the necks of the public doves. Let the traffic policemen wear black cotton gloves. He was my north, my south, my east and west. My working week and my Sunday rest. My noon, my midnight. My talk, my song. I thought that love would last forever. I was wrong. The stars are not wanted now. Put out everyone. Pack up the moon and dismantle the sun. Pour away the ocean and sweep up the wood. For nothing. ever come to any good. So, Stop All the Clocks, or Funeral Blues, um, it's known by both titles, by W.H. Auden. Um, the history of it you might not know, so I'll give you a little background. It first appeared in a 1936 play called The Ascent of F6, and then later Austin rewrote the poem um, ironically enough, as a cabaret song <laughs> for, you know, like one of those, um, you know, vaudeville type, um, shows, uh, set to music and everything. Um, but I think probably the thing that made it famous was the movie Four Weddings and a Funeral in 1994. Um, and yes, ever since then, it's gone on to be one of the most famous and popular poems in England, certainly. It's uh, five stanzas long, at least the original was. It has an A-A-B-B rhyming scheme, meaning the first two lines rhyme and the last two lines rhyme. And what I find really fascinating about this, this poem is that today it's taken as a poem about grief and mourning and loss and trying to find a way to go on without the person that you love. When you go through the lines, you see that the speaker in the poem is essentially asking for the world to stop. Stop the clocks, cut the telephone off, stop the dog barking, silence the music, when Auden, who was gay himself, says he was my north, my south, my east and west, my working week and my Sunday rest, my noon, my midnight, my talk, my song, I thought that love would last forever. I was wrong. You feel this poignant sense that he has lost someone very dear to him. And this poem has been 
read in that way by many people. Certainly in the movie it was read that way. It's even been read at the funeral of a policeman in New York. But here's an interesting thing. This was not what Auden intended when he wrote it. This poem was meant to be a satire, and it was meant to describe the death of a politician. Now, when I first heard this, I immediately, well, I was, I was shook, as they say, because I had thought this was a touching, poignant love poem. And when you find out that it isn't, or that it wasn't meant to be at first, when you find out that this was written as a sarcastic um, response to some interwar prime minister, meaning between the First World War and the Second World War, it does take on a whole new meaning. Because you start to realize what he's saying when you look at it from that perspective. Stop all the clocks, cut off the telephone, prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone, silence the pianos, and with a muffled drum, bring out the coffin and let the mourners come. He's basically saying, okay, everybody, this is more important than anything you're doing. This is the guy. He just died. This is the grand poobah. We gotta, we gotta make a scene here. The next stanza makes it even more clear. Let aeroplanes circle moaning overhead, scribbling on the sky the message, he is dead. Put crepe bows round the white necks of the public doves. Let the traffic policemen wear black cotton gloves. In those simple lines, you can immediately see this public spectacle he's talking about. The droning sound of airplanes overhead as they pull a, a banner or sky right. He is dead. He is dead. The great man is dead. Something like Kim Jong-il or something, you know. Put crepe bows, like those fancy raffia bows, kind of paper, paper-thin bows, around the white necks of public doves. I'm not sure if that refers to something specific. I know in, in my mind I imagined it releasing doves like they do at Olympics and things like that. These little doves that have little bows around their necks. And probably the most, the most evocative image um, in this poem for me, let the traffic policemen wear black cotton gloves. I can just picture an English bobby standing in the middle of a maybe standing on a column or something in the middle of a very busy traffic circle in England, and he's wearing black gloves to signify mourning. Sometimes you'll see, in old movies, you'll see a black armband that people wear around their upper arm. That signified that you were in mourning for somebody close to you. So it kind of stands to reason that if a politician had died, then any government employee, and you can sort of argue that police are government employees, that they would all have to wear some sort of <laughs> some sort of symbol of their deep mourning for the passing of their great politician. The third stanza, my north, my south, my east, my west, that one is, is I think that, that alone is the one that made people think this was a love poem 
But if you think about it, if you if you notice particularly these days, the way some people absolutely adore their candidate, um, they act as if that person is is like Jesus Christ, or is, is like someone who is the savior of the entire world. They act as though they are my north, my south, my east, my west, my noon, my midnight, my talk, my song. And he's expressing the loss of this hero, essentially, that, that this politician was so beloved, almost obsessively so, by his his fans, I guess, that it is, it does come across like a, a love poem, as if you are in love with your candidate. And then the last stanza, the stars are not wanted now, put out every one, pack up the moon, dismantle the sun, pour away the ocean, sweep up the wood, for nothing now can ever come to any good. Again, as a love poem, you can see how um, a person who has lost their love would feel that way. They don't want to see the stars twinkling in the sky. They don't want to look at a full moon or enjoy a walk in the sun. There's no need for the oceans or forests or anything of beauty. They don't want any of it because nothing means anything without their love. But if you think about it from the perspective of the previous stanza, where they, the, the candidate or the politician is, is described as if he is everything to the people who adore him. It, it kind of makes sense. They don't, they don't want to enjoy anything because now they believe <laughs> nothing can ever come to any good. Because we hear that kind of language now, too, when someone loses an election or loses their seat in, in the House or in the, in the Congress or whatever, um, you'll often hear things like, well, now it's all over. This is terrible. That other person is now going to take over. Nothing now is ever going to be any good because my guy or my girl isn't in power and the other idiot is, and it's all over now. It's The world is going to come to an end. You see that with people who... Who are like, <laughs> or like the people in the in the fourth stanza. So, I find it interesting to read the poem again after you know this, and read it as if you are the speaker of the poem who is disgusted with people's adoration of um, a politician you despise. Just notice that the speaker of the poem is not happy that the person is dead. They're not gloating over the death of anyone. They're not saying anything like that. What they're saying is look at the public spectacle for this person. Look at what we are supposed to honor him with. He is dead, written in the sky. The great one is dead. Imagine that that speaker is just shaking his head with, with absolute disgust and just saying, look at you idiots, look at this, <laughs> this guy was terrible, why are you, why are you mourning him? I debated doing this poem because, because of this duality, because a lot of people love it as a, 
a love poem of mourning, but I really think it's, it's, it's really interesting to know what the author intended. And as far as I know, Auden was aware that it was used as a love poem, and he had no issue with that. But I just find it really fascinating that he had a much um, saucier reason for writing it. <laughs> he had a much more um, sarcastic, ironic kind of um, <laughs> almost nasty viewpoint. <laughs> But um, considering it was used in a in a movie about love, where a gay man is is mourning the loss of his love, um, and Auden himself was gay, I I think I can understand why he was okay with both versions of it being accepted. So read it again, and maybe let me know which version, <laughs> which explanation you like better. I think I like both, but I'm not sure which one is my favorite. So until next time, when I do another poem, take care of yourself. Bye.